okay? Okay, I got to speak really loud. Hi, Emma. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Good. good. <laughs> um, as we begin, first of all, for those of you who don't know me or don't recognize me uh, because I tucked my shirt in today, I'm Rick O'Dell, the youth minister here. And uh, it's, it's nice to meet you, as Shane Boxnick said in a video one time. Um, years ago, we had a campus minister named Shane Hughes. Some of you might remember him. It was probably 20 or 30 years ago. I'm kidding. It wasn't that long ago. And he used to say this often that I think is really, really wise. He said, let's find where God is working in this world and join him in that. And today I want to do a Paul Harvey on you and share a little bit of the rest of the story. Some of you below 50 don't know who Paul Harvey is. That's okay. You can YouTube him. This is the story of Emma Okeson, our exchange student and daughter from Sweden that lived with us last school year. I realize that there are other families here that have hosted exchange students who have also given their life to Christ. And I wanted to share with you, though, specifically how you as a church family made an impact on one young lady from Sweden. Molly, our daughter uh, that's here, Molly, if you'll come on and, and make your way up here, um, and Emma and I have shared this story with over 20. Emma, calm down, Emma. Where's that sound coming from, Dave? Do you know? Her mic? Okay, quit moving around, Emma. <laughs> it's really loud. Um, anyway, we've shared this story in front of over 21,000 people in the past three months. And we wanted to show it and share it with you today in hopes that it'll have the impact on you that it has on us and on other people. So have a seat. We'll, we're just going to interview Emma. Okay, so Emma, say hello to everyone. Hi, everyone. <laughs> you can wave at her. There you go. All right. Um, Emma, as you, uh, as you came or started thinking about doing an exchange year here in the United States with our family, what were some of your thoughts about God and Christianity before you came to America? Since there's not really any Christians in Sweden yet, I didn't really know what it meant to be Christian. Obviously, I knew it was a religion, but I didn't understand that it was a way of life. I just kind of th thought it was like cult meetings on Sundays, and so I was really scared of that. Okay. Um, okay, so uh, I lost my place already. What did, you, <laughs> what did you think when you found out that we were a, a Christian family? Uh, what are some of the things that maybe thoughts you had as you prepared to come over here? Honestly, I was terrified, and my parents were as well. Um, I was scared that you guys would try to convert me and force me to come to church with you guys. But um, I remember specifically the first time we um, had a Skype chat, um, and you guys were sitting in your couch, and behind your couch was like a big like wall with a bunch of crosses on it. And I, don't, I saw that, and I kind of freaked out, and then my parents freaked out, and I don't know, but as the conversation went along, I realized that you guys still, you know, you seemed like normal people. And I was like, okay, this might work. Otherwise, I'll just change Hull's family. Um, Emma, what was it like going to church and to youth group for the first time for you? The first time, I was really surprised because in Sweden, there's only like five older people that go to church. Um, but here in America, there were so many like people my own age that I later on became best friends with. But I remember the first Sunday before worship, I called my parents and I was crying because I was so scared that, you know, if I entered the church building, I would never come out because, I don't know, you were trying to convert me and all that. But <laughs> I don't know, the second I stepped into the church building at West Ark, I just felt like I was home. So when do you recall that you first started to believe in God? 
Mm, there was a lot of small moments adding up to it, of course, but one of the main things were Winterfest last year that we went to with the youth group. And there was this um, woman who was really, really sick. And I don't, I can't remember really if she was dying or not, but I don't know, it was terrible. And like the doctors could not help her anymore. So all they could do was pray. And then after a while, she got better somehow. And like the doctors could not explain it. And so the only explanation left was God. So after you started believing, um, what do you think some of the most challenging thoughts and questions that you had in your head were? Just finding my identity in Christ and just out loud saying that I do believe in it is really hard coming from a culture where you're not supposed to believe or no one in your family believes. But um, one of the main things that I struggled with was like Big Ben versus God, because all my life I've believed that the world was created through Big Bang and like that's what I'm taught in school. But so that was really hard to just like trying to like I had to rethink everything I knew kind of. <laughs> Emma, what other things impacted your journey towards faith in God? Um, obviously, the host family that I stayed with. Um, and I don't know, like the whole church, um, like West Ark, you guys, um, you showed me that it was not a cult and that, you know, like how to like live a godly life. And I don't know, but mostly the people in youth group, um, they would always take their time to answer my um, sometimes stupid questions about like Big Bang or something and they would have a lot of patience with me and understand that I needed time and they did not or not like church like with our church or like the youth group sp specifically they did not ever force it onto me or like push it onto me like they gave me time which was exactly what I needed so that was really good not only not only did this impact Emma but it also impacted our family and Molly I have a question for you what impact did her faith journey have on you and your faith? Um, since I've been growing up in the church my whole life, um, I've never really been challenged in my faith. Um, also considering that I've mostly lived, mostly lived, I'm sorry, in what we consider the Bible Belt. And so as a teenager, you don't really have those experiences of where you have to share your faith or not have to but where you get to share your faith and especially with someone that is your best friend because most of your friends here do go to church with you and so just having Emma stay some nights in my room and just so many late late nights where she's been asking me questions about what I believe and why I believe it was just really crazy because it opened my eyes to really understand that it was my own faith and not just what my parents were teaching me and what um, I was believing just because my parents believe, but because I really did believe it. Emma, when did you decide that you wanted to commit your life to God and to be baptized? Mm, I knew with all my heart that this was something that I wanted to do, but it's a, a really big step of your life to do this. Um, but I remember um, whenever I came back in October, November um, to visit, I was talking to my friends about wanting to get baptized, but I just couldn't really figure out when and where it would be a good time. And so we had a conversation about that on like the sun Saturday night and we prayed about it and all that stuff. And then uh, Sunday morning came along and we had worship and the preacher said that, you know, a lot of you guys out here are like already baptized, but maybe there's one of you guys who isn't yet. And I just need to tell you, you need to get baptized because it's the best decision ever. And 
I just, I mean, my friend started crying and it was really cool. And so later on that night, um, I did it with the, like all my friends and family that have helped me grow closer to God um, after our youth group event. And it was really special and beautiful. Emma, since you've been home, um, what are the some of the challenges that you faced? Um, it's been a really hard challenge, not just to grow closer to God, but just to remain confident in my faith. Because um, there's been a lot of people like all the time making fun of me at school. And like there's this one guy who has called, like has said that you guys at West Ark have brainwashed me. And like he said that multiple times. And that's just been really hard. And just like being confident in your own faith when your family doesn't share your beliefs or your best friends that like they knew you before you were Christian, but then having to come back now and be like, Hey, you know, I'm a Christian now. And some people think that I've changed a lot, which I kind of have, but I'm still the same person. Emma, in closing, what final words would you give to all these members of your church family here at West Ark about how much their influence can matter? Um, oh, that's a big question, but, um, your influence can matter so much. And I can understand that it might be hard to realize that right now when you're sitting in such a big church with a bunch of people right now, but just try to remember that there might be always one person that, you know, looks up to you in your walk with God. And you need to like set a good example of that. And like, maybe if it's only like one person I do, I have to do that at my school. Like if I mess up a little time, like they'll be, they'll think that, all Christians are bad, or if I do something good, they'll really like all the Christians. But And I know that can be hard for you guys to maybe see that in your life, but you don't know like who's watching you, so always try to just live a godly way of life. And, I don't know, just spread love, and then God will do the miracles. Amen. Thank you, Emma. Thank you, Molly. Well, since I'm the youth minister, that means we get a short sermon today, right? That's why Chris never lets me preach, I guess. I don't know. I'm kidding. I wanted to take this opportunity to also thank you, church family. Thank you for supporting the youth group's ventures into different mission works over the past 10 or 11 years. Because of the financial support and the prayer support of so many of you, there have been over 200 different people from West Ark that have... Sorry. I'll wait for Dave. Go on, you're saying. Okay. We have had over 200 different adults and students from our church participate in different mission trips over the years. And as a result of our exchange student daughter, Emma, we're going to return back to Bulgaria and actually take the last four days and go up to Sweden to see what God is doing there because we believe he's up to something. These trips, as some of our adults that have gone with me on other trips will tell you, these aren't vacations. They're not just sightseeing and tourism. Uh, we go and try to be faithful with the opportunities we have and to serve God and serve the people that we go and work with in these different places. Sometimes it's physical labor. Sometimes it's spiritual conversations. And other times it's just encouragement. But we try to be faithful uh, and responsible with the funds that we use to do this and the time that we have and the opportunities that we have to do this. We're, our trips are designed to impact the world in which we live, to try and assist, support, encourage the missionaries and churches in those other parts of the world. But in addition to that, it's to challenge us and to motivate us to help each of us realize 
that we have a part in the story of God. One of the things that our graduates from our youth group will tell you, especially on junior, senior trip, is that they've learned in their years of the youth group not only about God, but to be aware. Be aware of the people that are around you. Be aware of the opportunities that God puts in your path. Be aware of the situations that you find yourself in. Have open eyes, open arms, open heart, and an open life to those that are around you. Jesus said in Matthew 5, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Church family, you did something, and you might not have even realized it. You were authentic, you were real, and you were sincere. You were followers of Christ, and you lived it. It was second nature for you. And you're to be commended and realize the opportunities that God has put in your path, not only just to realize it, but to engage in it, to live your life intentionally. Don't be satisfied with just filling a place on a pew every Sunday. And if you look at your life and you're not really involved in this church family, can I encourage you to really take a step out of that comfort zone and start living into that? Realize that you can develop relationships with the people that are around you, lifelong relationships, family relationships. This is what Emma was talking about that she misses so badly from being here, and she doesn't have that. Don't take it for granted. Live into it with intentionality. Let me encourage you today, if you have some decisions or some steps you need to take in your Christian faith, maybe it is to be baptized, as she talked about, and a sermon that Chris preached, and he says that all the time, that if somebody hasn't made that decision and and may need to do that, today's a good day, and I would say that to you as well. Or maybe you want to be a part of a church family. Maybe you've gone here for many years, and you just don't feel a part yet because you haven't jumped into the deep end of the pool. Let me encourage you to be a part of that today. If you have struggles that we can pray for, there will be elders down here. There will be elders back in room 100 in the foyer, and we encourage you to take advantage of that opportunity. This is a family, and we want you to know that God loves you, and so do we. Come forward, please, while we stand and sing if you have that need.